0: Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. Today is episode 25, What is Sin Nature? It's not just that human sin or that we have a tendency towards sin. Sin nature is that aspect of humanity that we're born with, that permeates every part of our fleshly bodies. And it's the nature that compels us uh, to be selfish, even as a young child when we cry or scream because we want something. It's the nature that compels a young child to scream mine every time and he has to be taught to share his toys. The sin nature is what makes us feel oftentimes that we have to forgive ourselves or love ourselves or have a good self-esteem above everything else. It's inherent in who we are as humans and it causes us to sin when we give in to that nature, that inner nature that we have. The sin nature itself is sinful and evil, not merely the sin that it causes us to commit. So let's look into the Bible and see what it says about it. First of all, the Bible tells us that we are born into sin. Psalms 51.5 says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. When you are conceived, you are a life, and that life has a soul, and that soul has a sin nature. All right, so how is that possible? Why? Well, in Romans 5.12, it says, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, that's referring to Adam, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So before anyone had ever sinned, there's this sentence of death upon humankind because of Adam bringing sin into the world. It is a consequence of, of Adam's sin. So this sin nature actually makes us spiritually dead. Ephesians 2.1 states, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So we're dead in our sin, right? And then it goes on and it says, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So it's saying that we follow Satan merely because we have not been forgiven by God. At the very beginning, it said, You hath he quickened, or brought to life, who used to be dead. So it's not talking about zombies. It's saying spiritually, we were already dead. And then in verse 4, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. This means if we are spiritually dead, if we have this sin nature that is an, an affront to God, it is sinful in and of itself, then we cannot do anything good spiritually. The good that we do means nothing. It can't get us to heaven. Isaiah 64, 6 and 7 says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. We all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. And there is none that calleth upon thy name, God, that stirreth up himself to take hold of thee. Two very important things here. All of our righteousnesses in the eyes of mankind are as filthy rags. They are worthless to God because we're dead. It doesn't count as anything. Dead people can't do good. So spiritually dead people rely on that quickening that happens when you become a Christian. And then you can actually do good things. And then the second part where it says there's none that calls on your name or that stirs up himself to take hold of you. We cannot choose God. We are spiritually dead. There It is impossible for a dead person to make a choice. With a sin nature, with a dead spirit, we cannot choose God. You might want to listen to episode 15 about election, how God chooses us and gives us the faith to believe. And then we act on that faith and we believe in God because God gives us that. So humans are not basically good. We do not have a spark of divinity within us that people like to talk about and say, well, you know, we're all basically good. Romans 3.10 says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Again, election. God chose us. We didn't initially choose him. Verse 12. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre. A sepulchre was a room cut out of rock where a dead person is laid to rest. When your mouth opens and you are an unsaved, you are not a Christian. You have not been quickened by the Spirit. When you speak, your spirit is dead. Your throat is an open sepulchre. It doesn't do anything, spiritually speaking. So this same nature is what separates us from God and condemns us to hell. It is the consequence of being human. So what is a consequence? It is the result or effect of an action or a condition. So we have this condition of a sin nature. The consequence, just the natural result of that, is that we're dead and we're going to hell. Similarly, a consequence of being born is that someday you will die. It's just a fact of life. It's just the way nature works. There's no way around it. You can't get mad that, oh, I was born. Now I'm going to die someday. Well, you can't get mad that we're going to die in hell either. It's just, that's the way it is because we are human. It's not a matter of fairness. Whether we like it or not, it's merely a result of being human. So what does that mean? Well, that means God doesn't send us to hell. It's the natural consequence of our sin nature. Heaven is perfect. And by its nature, sin can't enter into heaven. So it's, it's just a law of nature. It's nobody's fault, just like gravity is nobody's fault. It's just the way it is. You don't get mad at gravity that you can't jump off a cliff. It's just the way it is. Because of our sin nature and the resulting sin that we commit, we simply can't go into heaven. The only other place is hell. So after we die, that's where everybody goes. This is why God planned a way out from the very beginning. He knew Adam was going to sin. He knew the consequence of that would be all humanity was condemned. So God came up with a way out. Jesus Christ is literally the Savior that offers us a way to not go to hell. In Genesis chapter 3, God alluded to this promise with the future offspring of the woman, Eve, that would crush the serpent's head or defeat Satan, the great deceiver. So this was actually a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ coming to die on the cross and on the third day when he raises himself from the dead and defeats death and hell and Satan. That is a foreshadowing in Genesis chapter 3. So God offered a payment for our sin and for our sin nature by sending Jesus to die on the cross. What that means is his blood, the blood of a God, the only God, the God who created everything, is an Ultimate, all powerful, supernatural, eternal blood sacrifice. And because of that, it allows God to wipe out the sin debt of the entire world and declare us righteous so that we can go to heaven. Romans 5, uh, verse 7 through 11 For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet possibly for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we will be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement." God offers this for free, even though it cost him immense pain and suffering. His son was tortured and killed, murdered, and he had done nothing wrong. He is truly a savior that is saving us out of the depths of hell. It's, it's like reaching your arm down into water to lift out a drowning person, but they have to reach up and grab your hand. You're not condemning that person to drown if they don't reach up and grab your hand you're sitting there you're standing there offering to help them reaching your arm out over the water as far as you can you're trying to offer to help them you offer that help and that's what jesus did he is offering that salvation he's already paid the price he died on the cross you can go to heaven if you just accept it so this one passage pretty much explains the whole concept all in one place romans 5 14 through 19. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, Adam, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. So he says this multiple times, Adam sinned by one man, sin entered the world. Everyone was condemned. So by one man, Jesus Christ, the free gift will justify us. Justification means pretty much just as if I had not sinned, just as if I was innocent. That's how I remember the word justification. When you are justified, it's not that you didn't do anything wrong. It's that now the judge looks at you as if you had not done anything wrong. Everything's been paid for. Then back in uh, Romans 5, verse 17, it says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Adam sinned. Everyone has a sin nature. Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross as an eternal blood sacrifice And his obedience to God the Father to do that offers that righteousness to everybody. That's pretty much how it plays out. There's really nothing else to explain. There's tons of Bible verses that talk about it. It is a very deep concept. And the reason it's so important is that you have heard, I'm sure, many times people say, well, I don't want to follow a God that sends people to hell. This is the great lie that Satan has made, is that He has twisted it to say that the Savior, the one who is telling you you don't have to go to hell, is the one that's all at fault for everyone that goes to hell. That's the lie that Satan has told, and it is 100% not true. Heaven is for 100% holy beings. Sin cannot enter there. It is perfect. The presence of God is there. Sin cannot bear the presence of God. God cannot bear the presence of sin. He is a just and holy God, sin requires a punishment. That is the nature of things. Because of the nature of things, because Adam sinned, the consequence is that every human being has a sin nature and is going to hell. God does not send us to hell. Now, God, as the judge at the great judgment seat, he will issue the sentence that because of your sin and your sin nature, you are going to hell. But it's on us as human beings It's not that God is a terrible God. Instead, what God did was he offered his son as a sacrifice, an eternal blood sacrifice to give us a way out. He is the savior, not the condemner of people. So to recap, one, sin nature condemns us to hell, not merely the sins we have committed. Two, God paid that penalty for us and gave us his righteousness. This righteousness covers our sin nature and pays all the penalties for our sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he has made him, Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Leviticus 17.11 For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. 1 John 1.7 But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. So God paid the penalty, and we can have his righteousness. Number three, we choose whether to go to heaven or hell. Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved from hell. The second death, eternal judgment. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We have that choice. Thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, as always, you can email me at angrypatriot42 at yahoo.com. And until next time, God bless you.